0: Emily told us that she was pregnant, she was having a baby. So the oh. excitement was just beyond belief. And, you know, we uh, it was just, it was huge, huge news. And um, Oakley and I drove back into camp with, you know, all sorts of feasts and treats for the others. And a lion that we knew very, very well ambled up onto the road and walked beside us. Obviously, I slowed down and he walked beside us. And I remember rolling down the window and, and saying, I'm I'm going to be a grandmother to this lion who just carried on. Um, couldn't give a shit. But I but it meant a lot to me. The bliss of the
1: abyss.
2: Welcome back to the bliss of the abyss. Let's get through this together. Welcome back to the bliss of the abyss. We're still getting through this pandemic. We're still finding little nuggets of joy, and today I have uh, such a wonderful nugget of joy for you. On the show we have actress, lion researcher, teacher, writer, Kate Nichols. That list could go on far longer. There are so many things that this amazing person is, uh, as you'll get to hear during the show. I couldn't be more excited to share her story with you. And her thoughts on, on all types of things. So without any further ado, I'm going to jump to that conversation. She's a remarkable woman, and this chat goes in fifty thousand different ways. So try and keep up and enjoy yourself as um as you meet Kate Nichols. <laughs> Actress, lion researcher, teacher, writer, Kate Nichols. Welcome to the Bliss of the Abyss.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm looking forward
2: to it. It's quite the um, the four verbs after your name. There, you know, a lot of people they might keep them in sort of similar areas. Um, you know, sort of like writer, director, but you're also a lion researcher. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not your that's not your common or garden actress, teacher, teacher and writer.
0: It's it's not your average, you know, it has to be said. <laughs> now I, I I did that for um, I worked with Lions for 11 years in Botswana.
1: Wow. Um,
0: when I when I moved there with my kids and I didn't actually go out there to do lion research. I went out there because I wanted to raise my kids in a developing country. And um, it was while I was there that I became—I um, mean, I'd studied biology before—but uh, that I became involved in this really interesting project. And we were there for, yeah, just over eleven years.
1: Yeah, and, and
0: it was incredible.
2: Uh, you raised your children mainly in tent in the bush. Am I am I right? That's
0: right. In 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 tents in the in the in the, in the middle of the Okavango Delta. Wow. Um, and it was it was extraordinary. It was a, a really it was it was a very it was a very challenging life but it was also a very privileged life because uh, there aren't a lot of people who are allowed to live where we live um we were we had a we had research permits and uh that was the that was the privilege to to really be in the real wilderness
2: so yeah it's like an oasis
0: yeah it's it, it's it, it was it was absolutely extraordinary and it made us uh, it, it was i think it, it All of our senses were heightened in a way that they're not when you're in a city. Um, things like smell and mm. sound become really, really important because you can smell an animal and you can hear an animal before you can see it, mm. um, and you you can smell the rain in the air before it comes. And when you're living in a in a tented camp, um, you know that means that there are preparations to be made, and so there was a there was a there was an alertness. Not not a, we didn't live in a state of high anxiety. Mm. Uh, we had a wonderful time, but there was we were attuned in a way that you're not attuned when you come back um when you come back into the city and something happened i'd been in the bush for about i think it must have been sort of continuously for about six or seven years and i came back to england and i was staying at my sister's house and she said oh you can borrow- it's back to london um which she was in oh
2: no you out uh- uh, hello rob
0: yes. sorry darling it's what it's what what's up it, 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 it will it clicks off yeah. i'm so sorry no
2: that's that's not it's not a problem at all i can i can edit it all together don't you worry um if, so i
0: was i was yeah. i was in a car um and having been you know i've been charged by elephants and god knows what else but i wasn't used to speed anymore mm. and i couldn't i couldn't assess sensibly the speed at which the traffic was coming and i went okay this is not safe my darling i'm gonna have to go back to my sister and say look i'm being a wuss but i can't do it until my i um got attuned to it again and that Mm. really brought it home to me Mm. how my senses had readjusted living in the bush
2: Mm. Right. And then you were sort of then readapting back to, yes, to the city, exactly. but it's not exactly. But it's not an instant process, is it? Especially if you've been ensconced in that world for such a long period of time.
0: That's right. That's right.
2: How fascinating. Yeah. Um, so I want to get to that, but let's follow a bit more of a chronological uh, yes. path. Why don't we? Yeah. Um, because before you were a lion researcher you were on tv and on the west end and all that kind of stuff which yeah, is what i, I do was. and your
1: parents I were know actors as well
0: do. I, that's right you know my 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 and dad were actors my grandmother was an actor my oh. sister is an actor is an actress um so it's very much in the family my my nephew is an actor um and I did it for a long time. I, uh, I left school and went straight into. Um, um, I did lots of um, BBC. In, in those days, there were it, lots and lots of. Was what, it? Johnny? Was
2: it? Some, was it sort of like? Was there an inevitability about it, or did you? Do you feel like you really were following, or do you think there was sort of a nature nurture uh, clash of heads here that, that made but, your mind up?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I think there was an inevitability about mm. it. I loved it. Mm. Um, and I I think when you're raised my, my both my parents were were really wonderful at sharing stories and mm. sharing you know i was raised on shakespeare and it sounds like really pretentious but you know i i, I saw my first shakespeare when i was three and a half watching <laughs> my you know at stratford watching a dress rehearsal of, of um of uh midsummer night's dream and so it was and listening to my dad learning his lines and mm. it 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 was something that i deeply deeply loved um and i was convinced that that's what I wanted to do um and and I and I did and I had a very lovely happy career and I did lots of uh, I was really lucky uh, I I did lots of telly I'd worked at the national I worked at Stratford um I made lots of very good friends and then I was actually playing Kate in the Taming of the Shrew and one afternoon and by then I'd had four of my five children And I suddenly thought, this is getting silly. I am away from the people that I love most in the whole wide world. They're up the road. I am here pretending to be somebody else in front of a lot of people who don't know me and who don't love me Um, like they do. I think I'm going to do something else. Hmm. And that's what I did. And it wasn't, I didn't sort of walk away in a huff. I, I, loved, I loved it. I, I look back on my career as an actor with great joy and the friends that I made are really precious to me and I'm really glad I did it. Mm. But then I, I, I started studying biology and that just completely opened up a whole new vista. And I think that's what's exciting is mm. reinventing yourself moving on and changing and mm. and starting from scratch all over again, which I, mean, I love.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree. I mean, pre- presumably that's why you enjoyed acting as well, because that's what that is, right? When you get a new character, you get a new uh, whole you, you journey from, to... You start from exactly. scratch. Exactly.
0: You start from scratch and everybody's shitting themselves and terrified. <laughs> and the first read-through convinced that you're going to get the boot absolutely convinced <laughs> um all those things never go away the imposter um, syndrome uh, the imposter syndrome never goes, does and it? In, absolutely never and mm. the uh, and also the the trust the the mutual respect and the trust and the caring i mean the notion that actors are, are, are a whole load of divas hmm. farting about isn't I, I, that they're, they're serious I, I only met really lovely good kind hmm. serious um engaged people who i i i, I loved and i and i yeah. learned and i learned a lot from um but imposter syndrome i think that's really important i think it means that hmm. you care hmm. and uh, with whatever i do um i worry that I'm going to mess up, I worry that I'm not going to do a good job at it. Um, And I think the day that I stop worrying, um, would be a dark day.
2: Yeah, it shows that you're sort of always striving to express yourself genuinely and do better at what you're doing. Why that's a noble thing to aspire to, I guess. As long as you don't beat we, yourself up too much about it.
0: Yes. Oh yes. No I mate, mean, that's just that that's just a pain in the ass. you <laughs> you know it's not it's not you don't need to flagellate yourself, right. but you do need to care. And everybody's different. Like I'm talking to you for the first time. I've never met you. Um, we don't know each other. Mm. And and there's trust there. Mm-hmm. Um here we are having a chat and people are going to be listening. Mm. Um but I, I I care. i I want I want you to have a nice time and I want the listeners to have a nice time. Does that make sense?
2: That makes perfect sense. Yeah um would you like to you can throw a joke in if you want. <laughs> oh
0: darling don't silly. even speak no I, 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 you know, don't ask me to be funny because i can't stand it you know that's that's, that's what kind of there. what kind
2: of roles did you play then were, were you not co- um, a comic I, actress
0: i played i played a lot uh, to begin with a lot of people who rushed through french windows going anyone for tennis and where's daddy um so but that was that was me for a while and I sort of cleaned up there, or <laughs> I was playing crushed and broken Dickensian heroines. Uh. Um, so there was that for a bit, <laughs> um, and, and and then and then things changed. I did do something. I was at the Prospect Theatre Company doing a wonderful play. Um, i have now completely forgotten the name of it. Oh, it's, I, I think it was called "The Ladies Not for Burning." Yes, it was, um, and it was again another sort of enchanting ingenue. And and we did a we did a pantomime where I had to play the goose that play, laid the golden egg, and I was extremely sexy and attractive, and my feet were made of yellow marigold rubber gloves, my darling. And the director said. I had no idea that you could be funny. Well, that was charming, mm. wasn't it, my darling? So, having said, I just thought, well, fuck that, <laughs> and, um, and so I then branched out, um, and I and yeah. I played some really cracking roles, and I had a really lovely time. I really, really enjoyed it, and mm. I didn't have to um, play endless games of tennis through French windows. <laughs> I'm happy to say. I'm very happy
2: <laughs> to hear that. Excellent. <laughs> You didn't come across any of the sort of now disgraced and uh, tarnished of our time, did you? Or, or maybe uh, let's not focus on them. and Maybe came across some of the greats or someone well, that I you did considered. come
0: across a lot of the greats. Now I'm I didn't. Uh, there is one story that I sort of me too ish story that I have, but um, no, I was lucky. Um, I I was. I mean, you know, my, my well. I was raised watching, you know, Olivier in Redgrave, and and you know, and mm. Maggie Smith was a was a you know, a very young actor at, at the National when my dad was there, and um, so I was really lucky that, or, or, that the big greats were very much part of my childhood. Wow. Um, I didn't have any hideousness. There was one play that I did when I was at Stratford, and I was in Baal. Um, ah. uh, which is a wonderful Brecht play, which I adore. Is it about the,
2: the, the crazy horned demon god of the Philistines?
0: Uh, I, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, he, he was, uh, Baal is this sort of crushed and broken, tragic, misogynistic um Man in search of his soul and it, during mm. you know there's a scene where he's in bed with two schoolgirls and the director wanted me to take all my clothes off. And all I said, no, because it's all of them. Mm. And it's I mean, I'd done that, I'd done that when I was playing Equus. I mean I'm not I'm mm. not queasy about it at all. I didn't no, mind at all. Doing I've done like it, that. I've
2: done it as well, but like absolutely and, and it
0: was I had no no problem at all and it was absolutely appropriate for Equus It was mm. not appropriate in the tiny other place, which is a very small and and it was the one scene in the entire play that had probably two laughs in it. Well, if you're stark mm. naked <laughs> within two feet of somebody, they're not going to laugh. They're just not. Um, You'd hope and, not. And, and Some people director, can be cool. Well, I suppose. <laughs> and the director was really quite um, unpleasant about that. And and mm. I had to get a bit firm and ring my agent and say, look, sorry, I'm not going to take my clothes off just for the sake of it. Wow. Um, but that sort of, that was all, you know. And, yeah. Um But I I tell you something, I was watching something the other day and um, I think when when I'm watching scenes in a film, I am very often thinking about the actor and thinking Mm. this is not appropriate, this woman or this man, they should not be put through this. Mm. There is no need for them to be put Mm. through this. Yeah. Um, and and I'm I think we're becoming more and more alert to that. You,
2: I, I was about to say, yeah. Do you think we are getting better with? with that?
0: I think we are. I really yeah. do. I think we are. Um, and it's not the uh, being fussy about nudity. That's absolutely fine. But there's but there's a there's a gratuitousness, yeah. and and anything that is humiliating, um, there is no need for that. You can imply that. Yeah, um, you don't need to see it. And that's your skill as a as a screenwriter, as a director, uh, as a as an actor, as a lighting or whatever, um, mm. to uh, to make the audience believe that they have seen something that actually they haven't seen is mm. really, I think, much more stirring.
2: Wow. I think you've just articulated exactly why I like doing it. <laughs> Very eloquently put. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to hear about that. The horrible director. It sounded like he was yeah, a bit
0: of no, a, I mean, a, it, a creep. It, yeah, he was. He was a creep. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a tragedy, and I was able <laughs> to deal with it. But, mm. but I'm also quite mouthy, so I, <laughs> I kind of thought to myself, if I was somebody else, um, she. The, the meek. Do you see what I mean? So I feel uh, you very do, protective. Yeah,
2: yeah, you worry about the meek of the world, especially as. A lot of sort of younger, but also just in general, actors can be vulnerable.
0: Of course they are.
2: Because they re- exist they on are. so much affirmation required from others that yeah. that then sometimes it attracts some people who are kind of easy targets, which is a real yes. shame.
0: I couldn't agree more.
2: But you are no such easy target. You sucked him in the face and said, stick your job, talk to your agent, get equity on the blower. He was fired, you became the star. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's that's an amazing moment that you mentioned there of like being on stage or literally being on stage and down the road literally, there's yeah. all your family and here you are you're like i'm not this person i'm that person yeah i can change my life so that that person is now literally with
0: those happened on stage during the curtain call oh, and the best bit um,
2: arguably your, your it, job was quite, done it,
0: it was quite extraordinary, yeah. and and I thought, okay, I've got to I've got to listen to this, mm. um, and I did. And um, I think I think there are times when we we know something, um, mm. when something feels right, mm. or you or a thought comes into your head and you go, yep. That's I'm, I'm going to act on that. I'm going to mm. do that. And I think that's one of the one of the you know, it's one of the reasons why I moved to Botswana um, with my kids is I wanted them to not be afraid of change and not be afraid of risk, because mm. I, I think we've got really um, we've got overprotective in many ways. Yeah. And I think risk is what powers change. And um and it powers progress. Mm. And there are, you know, I, I don't want to hurl myself off bridges attached to a bit of elastic. I'm not interested in that. Um but but I am interested in marching off into a into a another country mm. and making a life, and I've done exactly the same thing when um, I'm now living in Italy and I moved here five years ago and I knew nobody and didn't speak the language, still don't, I'm rubbish at it, but I'm getting there. Oh no, darling, it's tragic, it's quite (laughs) tragic. No, it's too awful. Uh, The other day um, I announced very, very sweetly to somebody, I said, oh, um, uh, tomorrow will be honey. And what I actually meant was I hope tomorrow that everything is going to be better tomorrow will be honey they looked at me in very strange i also (laughs) accidental poetry for a lot of uh, a lot of the time convinced that what i was saying to somebody is i'm really sorry i'm very i'm very slow at speaking italian and what i was actually saying is i'm really sorry i won't be taking anything (laughs) this was in shops <laughs> it was a very, very sweet girl in the gelato shop. He said, I really don't think that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but they are so kind here mm. and so warm and funny and loving. And nobody, you know, I mean, people just seem to be very tolerant of this woman who talks absolute nonsense at them.
2: <laughs> well, tomorrow, maybe tomorrow <laughs> will. To, was tomorrow Was <laughs> tomorrow, honey? Has it turned well, out?
0: T- t- Funny, and there we go. It was a very nice day.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's really nice. So so I'm zooming back to this moment where you yes. have this realisation you're on stage taking taking the curtain call, the bow to those uninitiated. And um, and then, you know, presumably you leave and you go home. Uh, what's the does the how quickly does the process begin for you of you following this impulse that you talked <laughs> about
0: um so following the, the 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 door to the idea was opened then um and then i walked through the door when i read a book by richard dawkins called the extended phenotype and that was life changing for me because he introduced me to evolutionary biology and then I, then I really rolled up my sleeves and I did a very intensive period of what I call my big learns and I, and I do them fairly regularly in my life. And I roll up my sleeves and I spend maybe two years really, really studying in depth and I'm, I'm dyslexic. So I need to, uh, I will very often read something and I feel it Hmm. before i understand it does hmm. that make sense to you i think yes. that's what actors do with a script isn't yes, it
2: i think so yes
0: we read it we feel it we identify in some way and then we go back and we and we pick the text to pieces yep. and and i'm the same when i'm reading um textbooks or or popular science books or scientific papers um and and then i really do dig deep and mm. question and I became it, it, it really I mean it really genuinely did change my life it opened out a whole new way of looking at the world understanding people understanding my place in it and seeing um realizing that with my children my responsibility was to enable them to develop and enrich the the innate gifts that we all have as humans that we are all curious that we are all brave um that we all we are all different we have very different skills skill sets and they must be allowed to blossom and come into fruition and that's why we moved to we moved to africa and i'm really really glad that that's what we did
2: that's quite some book.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I, 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 it's 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 very very much is some book.
2: What's the quick summary, if you don't mind, for the uninitiated who are listening and are thinking, I know what, who Richard Dawkins is. He's what, the guy who invented the meme. He's the one who did the selfish
1: he, he, gene. He,
0: that's right. He wrote the selfish gene and the blind watchmaker, and oh darling, the the list is endless. Yes, a, a wonderful one called Un Unweaving the Rainbow. Um, which is a really beautiful book, which I read to my kids because I homeschooled them um, when we were out there. Um, he's a he's a brilliant writer. He's a really, really gifted writer. And what fascinates me is the number of staggering scientists who are really, really s- some of the most literary, Brilliant storytellers. Uh, I read a book recently called um, Entangled Life by Merlin Sheldrake. Uh, You should get him on your show, darling. Mm. It's about frigging mushrooms. (laughs) It's phenomenal. It's absolutely the most wonderful book. I started reading it on New Year's Day and I didn't put it down until the next day. I read it in one sitting. It's amazing. And it's all about how connected we are, how connected everything is. And this is what I got excited about studying biology. It strips everything back. You and I share the same genes with mushrooms, with carp, with toadstools, with trees. Excuse me. Just that reality is so empowering. (laughs) and then um oh i i could go i could go on forever and ever cuz i'm now really excited about quantum physics and that's been my latest big learn this is, is this learn. your this is your
2: latest big learn how that many is my latest how many have you had learn. what numbers i
0: i guess i've had i mean I, i'm i'm always learning but that that the really the really really the the real dig in i've had about four or five of those real dig in deep 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 learning um and they are life-changing and if you're teaching which i do because when i when i finished teaching homeschooling my kids and they all went on to university and that was great i didn't want to give up i loved it so much Mm. and that's what i do here in rome is i have this homeschool i'm actually writing a book about education at the moment because i'm really i think things need to change a bit Mm. um and i think they can i think this this pandemic has Opened out a lot of new vistas for all of us. Uh, mm. I, I mean, obviously, all the hideousness of it we all know about, mm. um, and that and that remains true and grim. But having said that, when these things happen, we are either forced mm. or encouraged to re-examine, mm. and from. There, there is wonderful change. I don't want to go back to how it was before. No. I want to move forward into how it is next and mm. what we've learned from this. And one of the things that we've learned is, is the power of cyberspace. Yeah. And the wonder of cyberspace teaching children. Um, and watching, you know, that of course there are some ghastly programmes out there, but the generosity it's, it's actually going to make me cry hmm. uh I, there's nothing you can't find out there's nothing you can't learn and the the free courses that are there the coursera courses the course wonderful pr- um teachers and um uh, uh, and professors who want to share for free hmm. what they know about the world it's beautiful my darling
1: hmm. yeah
0: I'm, going, I'm sorry, I'm droning. No, I'm so you're sorry. not. I'm I
2: shall shut up. <laughs> I, was, I was enraptured by that. It's such a nice um, uh, spiel uh, that you went on. I, I remember learning, I, I don't know if this is exactly the same thing as in the Sheldrake book, but learning about how the mycelium, the, the they, they connect into the network and it's like the plants talk to themselves and they can send messages and change their genetic makeup according to predators and... <laughs>
0: he's it's it, it's all about mycelium it, it's it's absolutely it's a wonderful story yeah. and what he does is um he's he's a real hardcore scientist um and he doesn't use lots of sort of um uh, uh, uh yeah, um, like, like popular popular science. Terminology. Yeah, yes, right, right. But what he does is he tells a story yeah. and he writes so beautifully. You know, within the first page, you can literally <laughs> smell the damp earth yourself. Um, <laughs> he takes you right in there. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful writing.
2: Okay, so speaking of yeah. great stories and taking someone yes. right there, let's go to that point a bit further on where you're starting to follow this inclination you're reading the book, presumably reading lots more books and your life is starting to change in your head quite drastically. What do you, what do you Mm -hmm. start to do? How do you get from there to uh, the Savannah uh, or the desert? Savannah, wasn't
0: it? You just, um, um, I, I, I I went to the Botswana um, commission and found out how I could get residency and, Flew out with my baby, who was then about, oh, I can't remember how old he was, about sort of 10, 12 months old, hmm. um, the youngest, because he was still on the tit, and <laughs> flew out, drove up from from Haveroni up to Moun, which is right up at the north of the country, um, found somewhere to live, um, and came back, picked up the kids, and, and that was that. <laughs> uh, it wasn't planned, it, hmm. and I think that was the... That was the whole point was that we were all going to start a new life mm. um, from exactly the same place. Uh, um, none of us knew anything when we met when we went there. Now, obviously, I was mum and in charge and loving them and looking after them and nurturing them and all of those things. But what was fascinating was how quickly their their individual skills rose to the surface and they were then able to act upon them um so you know we we we, simple things like we had to learn how to attach regulators to gas cylinders Mm -hmm. and we had to learn how to use donkey boilers and we had to learn how to you know when the car broke down we had to sort it out because if you're in the middle of absolutely nowhere there's nobody you can ask there were no cell phones so we all had to develop skills Mm. that we didn't know we had Mm. Um, and we may have done things in a very peculiar way and it may have taken us hours to do it but we got it done um and um you know gussie who is uh he was um nine when we first moved there and he became absolutely fascinated by (coughs) all the insects all the birds and very, very quickly, I would say to Gus, do we worry about that if there was something lurking in the corner? Mm. And he'd say, no, that's not poisonous. We don't worry about that. Or, yes, we do worry about that. We need to get that out of the house. And, <laughs> and I, you know, <laughs> and it was brilliant. And so there was this nine-year-old who had bothered to, you know, he he took that on. It as, was his as, thing. As, as uh, is his thing, and he was fascinated by yeah. it. Um, they were also... <laughs> really travers who's who is who like me is dyslexic um something extraordinary emerged um and from an from an evolutionary perspective it suddenly made lots of sense he was the best navigator you can dream of i get lost darling going to the loo i mean i'm (laughs) useless um this child put him in the bush he knew exactly where he was he recognized tree lines he the shapes and patterns in the bush made total sense to him, and so he, you know, he would he would navigate. We never got lost when mm. when he was around, um, and wasn't that fascinating? And yeah. in back in England, that skill wouldn't have emerged because if you're charging down the M twenty five or whatever, and you're taking the exit to Oxford or whatever it is, um, the the child is not engaged in that way. But whereas he was it was it was it was an amazing gift and and it's one that stood him in, in incredibly good stead for and, the rest of his life.
2: And how old was the eldest when you when you moved out there?
0: So when we moved out there, um Emily was seventeen. Oh, and wow. she okay. she she had um so she done she'd completed her education. Um And she was, and so she came out and she lived with us for a year in Botswana because she wanted to be part of the journey. And then she went off and travelled around the world. And then, um, and Travers was 11 when we arrived, when we moved there. Angus was 10, Maisie was seven and Oakley was um, one and a half. Okay.
2: Wow. Yeah. So you, you're teaching four curriculums at the same time.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was amazing.
2: I mean, it must have been. Did, were you ever just in a moment sort of teaching your children and then a, a lion popped his head around the corner or?
0: Um, hyena. Re- yes. Hyena. hyena. Oh, they freak and me out. Elephant. And, um, yeah, I mean, we lived right in the middle of nowhere. And... Um, Yes, we had lions. And, you know, um, there was one glorious occasion where the lions went into the into the long drop loo and started (laughs) playing with the loo brush. um, And that was quite a lot of fun. Um, So, yes, it was. Yeah. uh, And there were very, very strict rules um, about moving around camp. So uh, at night, um, we would drive from the mess tent to the tents where we slept, which was not very far. Mm. But that was very, very. Should we try this through FaceTime instead of WhatsApp?
2: Yes, I shall call you on FaceTime immediately. Should we do that? Let's okay.
0: Do that. Hi.
2: Hello. How's that?
0: That's, I think that's going to be much better, don't you? Because WhatsApp just has its little conniptions, bless its heart.
2: It's probably harvesting our data.
0: I, it probably is, <laughs> even as we speak. Um, so, um, yeah, there were very, there were very strict rules, and and, and I remember um, saying to these beloved students that came to to, to stay with us, um, that we had we had a generator. Mm. Um, everything was on on um, solar power, but occasionally we needed a generator to work something mm. a centrifuge or whatever and at night and i said no get in the car and she said oh, don't be so ridiculous it's only 20 yards up the road and i said those are the rules get in the car and they <laughs> looked at each other and they raised their eyes to heaven going the woman is barking and of course they got in the car and two bloody great male lions walked out of the bush and towards him and i said there you go that's why we get in the car to do that sort of thing um yeah. so you just if if you obeyed the rules you were fine Right. If you messed around, um, then it was um, people. You know, they were given they were given two chances, and if they didn't stick to the rules, then they had to go back because um, we. I was responsible yeah. for them.
2: That makes perfect sense. I mean, and you're you're in their habitat. Do you know, what I mean, it's the wild.
0: That, that's it. Absolutely, it's 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 their space, and um, and things like you know, you don't bring food into your tents because otherwise the baboons are going to get in and you know just things you just you just have to be sensible that's all be very sensible and 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 also i wasn't i'm i you know i i didn't anthropomorphize i didn't want to be joy adamson and a lion whisperer (laughs) I, i these are wild animals and they need to be respected as such and the minute you try to make a wild animal your friend what you're actually doing is is i don't know you 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 are you are removing something from them they are not your friend mm. um, they are who they are and you have and our job was to observe them did we love them did we have favorites of course <laughs> we did we shared their stories Um, And when they died and when there were accidents that, that, you know, we were we were devastated, but we never pretended that they cared about us. Right. Ever. And I think that's really important.
2: Well, that's the mystery. Have you ever seen the documentary Grizzly uh, Man by Werner Herzog? No, I haven't. Oh, you will. I I would wager that you'd love it because. It, but although it's about, so it's about this guy, a kooky guy called Timothy Treadwell, who goes out and he spends time with the bears. And he crosses that boundary that you were saying just there to um, perhaps predictable um, consequences. Not giving (laughs) spoiler alert, um, he treats the bears as if they're people, and you can guess what happens. Yeah, it's a fascinating documentary, though, and I wonder if some of his his experiences might tally up with yours. Um, So I'd recommend. Uh,
0: No, I I will certainly watch that. I would, I would love to watch that.
2: Yeah, it's very interesting.
0: I I, I mean, you know, people, you know, people. would go off and do these sort of walking with lion safaris mm. and and I, I, I can't bear it. <laughs> I absolutely can't bear it because I, I don't want to walk with a lion. These are extraordinary wild wonderful creatures with very um very powerful stories, very individual behaviour. Um I, if I if I'm walking beside a lion, I am diminishing that animal. Hmm. Unless think.
2: unless the lion wants to walk alongside you.
0: Unless yeah. no, I did have something really beautiful that happened. Hmm. When I I came into town one day with my with my youngest who was then 7 and um had a phone call and Emily told us that she was pregnant, she was having a baby. So the oh. excitement was just beyond belief and you know we uh, it was just it was huge huge news and um oakley and i drove back into camp with you know all sorts of feasts and treats for the others and a lion that we knew very very well ambled up onto the road and walked beside us obviously i slowed down and he walked beside us and i remember rolling down the window and and saying i'm I'm going to be a grandmother to this lion who just carried on um <laughs> couldn't give a shit but i but it meant a lot to me um and yeah. i w oakley and I always remember that walk with inferno and it's always tied up now with 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 jack um <laughs> so there, there you know how our love for them was yeah. was intense, but they didn't love us, <laughs> and when they when we you know they wouldn't they would they didn't miss us, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Um, And and when we followed them, they weren't taking us anywhere. We were following where they were going.
2: Yeah, I think that's the mistake you see some people make, you know, and if you look up videos of sort of like people being attacked or whatever, a lot of the time it's like these are not domesticated creatures. Yeah, they don't have this deep bond of thousands of years of domestication. They are their own thing, but like you can you can jam with it. Do you know what I mean? There's biosynthesis in in all different types of ways. Like, Like other animals live with other animals, even if they're vastly different, they can they can get along, but they have to get each other don't
0: they i i you're absolutely right you're you we we lived alongside other animals very very peacefully Mm. we didn't tread on their toes and they didn't tread on ours Mm. and when you're working with 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 lions and you're sitting with them for hours and hours and hours you know um uh, making observations and um and you recognize you know you read them you can see there's a little twitch in their tail and you just move the car back or mm. you can tell that they're in a bit of a mood mm. that something's happened something's happened <laughs> during the day they're a bit antsy let's move back let's just get, let's mm-hmm. give them let's give them space today um, and you read that um, uh, you you what you never try to do is to push the game is not to get as close as possible the game is to read what they need Mm. that's the skill and that's what i loved
2: and you were you were there as part of a lion research project weren't you so so the lions were your primary focus
0: so the lions were the primary focus but inevitably um they are tied up with everything so you've got all Mm. the you've got major predators in, in the area and and there's poaching and the uh, if they're pre- if the prey species is being poached and there's a problem everything is interconnected hmm. but i was looking at reproduction and in particular the impact of FIV which is feline immunodefe- um, immunodeficiency virus which is you know cat AIDS basically <laughs> cat AIDS yep um, i had to get my little and,
2: cat stevia shot for it
0: and yeah and 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 um the the, the majority of the lions in our study had it and um, they've lived with this virus for a very long time, so they have they have adapted to it. But the notion that it has absolutely no impact mm. is is wrong, and it, it does have an impact. Mm. Um, and it um, we noticed the um, uh, fertility rate among some of the females was 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 very low. Some of these females died without reprodu- without without replacing themselves, mm. um, and. In a in a in a big population, that's absolutely fine, no drama at all. Mm. But when you have populations that are crashing because of encroachment, because of human predator conflict issues, because they're losing their habitat, that's when the subtle impact of something like FIV rears its head, and it, it's a it's a. You know, like Merlin Sheldrake is talking about with his mycelium, everything is interconnected. Everything.
2: Yeah, so it has a bigger impact because it's a smaller absolutely. group. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: Why? Exactly. Did, what's the reason that so many of the animals had, um, as you so hilariously put it, catates?
0: Well, because I mean, they've they've it's 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 within the system. Uh, um, the, the, the lions in in East East Africa have it too. In Southern Africa, it's been around in lions um, for um, oh, probably thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but what but but it does it it does have a it does have subtle impact, um, and uh, which as I said in a in a big in a big population. The population size ameliorates it. But once the population starts to shrink, mm. then those subtle impacts really come to the fore.
2: Mm. It's happening in humans as well. I just learned about this recently. Uh, fertility rates have dropped by, I think it's like 54% in the last 40 years.
0: Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Isn't that fascinating?
2: You're, just seeing, you're not seeing the impact because we're so, there are so many of us, you know, we're, yeah. we're billions. But yeah, it's, it's, it's falling at quite a rate. Okay, so you're in. Um, so, yeah. Yes, so we have you in Botswana bringing up four children in the middle of the uh, spot you just picked. How do you get electricity? How do you set up a, a, a food system? Did you have local fixes there to help you? Did you have to um, create your no, own? No, we,
0: we, d- we, we drove into town once every 10 days and picked up some very, um, we had solar panels and, and very Heath Robinson mm. um, set up. It wasn't fancy like it is nowadays. Um, and, um, uh, and, 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 and old car batteries. Um, so we had, we did have lights. Um, and we didn't have running water for a couple of years. And then we did get, we did lay down, um, some pipes. And that was hugely exciting. I mean, and the neither. elephants regularly um ripped the pipes up but oh. we did have we did have a tap which wasn't very very exciting and before that you um, did you just
2: collected buckets was that, that the system we used,
0: to, we used to we used to drive to a well point uh-huh. um in a in a nearby uh, in a in another in a camp that was further away and you know again we were lucky because we were driving but hmm. a lot of people um have to walk Mm -hmm. to do that so you know it was we 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 knew how lucky we were living that life we knew that it was a very rare life and and even with other families who have been doing research for um, nine times out of ten once the kids get to secondary school age they then get sent back to england Mm. or america or wherever um and and we didn't do that um we we they 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 stayed yeah, i mean not um, only
2: did they stay they became authors i mean three they, of three yeah, of your children actually wrote they, a book
0: they wrote a book they wrote a book called the the lion children about their life um the, their life out there um which was amazing and it sold in i can't remember seven countries or something like that and you
2: got a shout and, out by richard dawkins and, on the cover that must have felt good out, for you that
0: was a bloody amazing i was so i can't tell you i cried yeah um that was that was extraordinary um and then they they there was something i the decision and this you i mean you're 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 an actor and you teach and you will know um how important this is that the, there came a moment when 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 travers was 14 and i said look i've got to prepare you um, where do you want to go to university? Hmm. Do you want to go to university in England? Do you want to go to university in America? You don't have to go. Hmm. The rule is, though, that you can't... I am going to educate you up to the point where you have got what you need to go to university. The choice is then yours. Right. And they had a long discussion hmm. and they... Um, said they wanted to go to America and I said great I'm thrilled that's liberal arts mm. education that's no a-levels no bollocking GCSEs I think they are poison I really really do I think they are they do I think they do harm but that I, I and I say that from now years of experience I, I think they are thwarting um I won't talk about that anymore for a bit um, no, I mean, but, I'm fascinated
2: by that. Why Do you think just in, just in general, all exam... I mean, because the world is basically run on exam systems, isn't it? I,
0: I, I think, I think they, they, they had a function once, all right? They had a function when kids well, could leave school at 16 and they did need to have some credentials in order to, to get a job, all right? Okay. Um, they don't prepare you for A-levels. I mean they just don't. If you if you're teaching a child GCSEs um, um um biology. Um why waste time teaching them garbage when they you can teach them something much much more interesting and you can go straight into the A level with them. You know why why are we why are we it, it it's that it, they're limiting but much much more importantly um much i mean really being serious of course it's not garbage but but i think it's terribly important that we connect the arts the sciences and the humanities i think we need to to be renaissance thinkers again and um the recent decision by the government to halve the um arts um, it, it, it literally, you know, cut it by 50% in higher education in order to further support STEM and technology um, is missing the point because creativity, science is about creativity. Science is about creative thinking. It's about being able to articulate yourself. It's about being able to think outside the box. It's about being able to use your imagination and then support that with experimentation or whatever. it's a hugely creative music being able to a, a, a friend of mine was a, is a, um, a was a, a, a marine biologist and he uh, he's called Roger Payne and he first recognized that whales sing across oceans mm. and he was married to Katie Payne at the time who was a musician. And while they were on their big boat and all the scientists were rocking around and she was listening to these sounds coming over um, the tape recording and she went, these are harmonics. Hmm. She was able to interpret Hmm. that there was, isn't that a, that's a glorious example of art and science coming together and we also need the stories of the men and women. I'm teaching a child um, uh, uh, Mendelian genetics at the moment. I will not teach that until they know who Mendel is, until they've met this amazing man, hmm. this extraordinary man who for eight years did these painstaking experiments with peas. But it was genius thinking it was heartbreaking and when he finally presented people were so bored because bless his heart he did it all in, in in you know looking at numbers and ratios and speaking mm. to him in math they didn't care different now, set
1: of skills isn't it
0: so you need to introduce them to 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 the people um there's darwin wallace none of them have heard of wallace of course, you know, they both came up with natural selection, Darwin first. But, you know, these are amazing stories. We need the stories. We need to understand the time in which um, these people had these, uh, the context. You need the context for Newton. You need the context for Galileo. So you've got to have the history while you're doing the science. And that's what's really exciting, And that's what gets kids engaged. You cannot do that if you're doing GCSEs. You can't. There's no way you can interconnect it.
2: Definitely an unfortunate effect of of funding decisions by government is that, um, you know, whoever the administration or whatever the decisions made, it just means that people are just going to get less of, of that side of Hugh and then you put a hierarchy. Suddenly, you're like, "No, this is more important than this." It's like, "No, it's not. It's all equally important. It's information it's, to be learned."
0: That's that's it, and and it's terribly encouraging. Um, it it gives and and stories of people who struggle, stories of people who, um, um, who who left school age twelve, and 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 you know, look at look at Michael Faraday for God's sake. I mean, his story is extraordinary. Going to work, work in a bookbinders and starting to, and, and reading all the books and uh, what a what a what, without these these events, uh, um, it's really it's beautiful and it gets kids engaged in the story. It gets kids engaged in character. It gets kids engaged in the in the in the time, the courage, Why um Darwin delay um, because he was alert to his time. Because he was married to a woman he adored, who was very religious, he was sensitive. He was being politically correct. God bless him, you know. Mm. Um, and then when when Wallace comes up with the same thing, he goes, "Oh, strike a light. I need to. I need to. Um, I need to publish, or I'm going to be trounced." But what does he do? They present together. There's generosity. There's beauty in that. Um, these are lessons to share with 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 kids. Hmm. These are moral choices that are being made. Um, it's just, it's yeah. I think it's really important. And um, if you're doing the if kids are doing the middle years program in the in the International Baccalaureate, which I think is an amazing program, hmm. there the teachers all come together. What are you reading? What periods in history are you doing? What are you covering in science? Let's, let's link all this together. Let's encourage them to be independent thinkers. Let's get them doing, um, th- doing their research. Let's get them doing extended essays, extended projects, um, as opposed to learning by rote. And if you have met one child that has come out of the GCSE programme going, strike a light, that was marvellous. I feel ready for anything. Please introduce me to that child because I never have.
2: (laughs) You are about to meet him. Here he is, walking to the (laughs) stage right now. Um, I think it's, it's fascinating that your children... All decided. All of them, is it? Decided to pursue further education. I, I wonder. Them, yeah. I wonder, especially for sort of maybe the first. What Travers is he? um Is your eldest who was br- fully brought up in the camp at eleven? I wonder what his experience was like moving from from the bush to further education. It went, uh, in in.
0: Yep uh, he he went to he went to Santa Barbara. Um, wow. and 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 angus um went uh, a couple of years later to stanford and then a few years after that oakley went to santa barbara how, um, how did
2: they adapt and from, they well, from, darling. From,
0: i mean again um must have had some funny experiences ho- homeschool kids are you know they had a fantastic social life yeah they would either spend time in in town at the weekends or their friends would come out There were always people coming to stay in camp. They were fully engaged. They were independent thinkers. They were used to, um, uh, they were used to the the, the kind of the, it was vigorous. Um, You know, homeschool is not all about, you know, sitting under a tree and you know talking about fairies you know <laughs> it's it was a, bit, a
1: bit of that it was it's good <laughs> it was a bit of that.
0: but you know it was it was it was they, they were very you know they were very well read and very well educated mm. in a lot of things mm. um and so when they got to uni they had a ball um <laughs> and, and because they'd had, because they'd also had a lot of independence and because they, you know, they, Oakley was driving a Land Rover age seven for crying out loud and he was charged by an elephant for the first time when he was eight. Wow. You know, um, they, 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 were, they, were, they were strong kids. They were, they, they were independent and capable and they rocked it. They had a ball. They loved it. They absolutely loved it. And they were. But when I when I when when we decided they were going to go to an American school, I crapped myself, darling, because I didn't you know, I'd never done anything like that. Hmm. I left school at 16 for crying out loud. So um, I said I, I, I got this big college book about all the colleges in the States and we started then they started preparing for SATs because they needed to have those exams. So they didn't do GCSEs, but they did do SATs. And they did biology and chemistry and and literature and maths and blah, 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 blah. Um, And you will not believe this, Mm. but one afternoon in camp, while I am really frightened about what I'm, you know, the responsibility of this is awesome. Car rocks up busting full of americans they're lost come in have a glass of water cool down chat 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 and they wander around they go you know they're amazed to find this family living in the mm. middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and they walk into the library and they you know in the mess tent, and blah 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 what's this mm. um, and i'm homeschooling them i'm want, they're wanting to go to college in america what colleges maybe i can help you I've just retired. I was the Dean of Admissions at Cornell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't tell you. So I said, right, you're not moving. <laughs> okay. You're not moving, my darling. Everybody, we we, 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 there were 10 of them. We gave it, we, we, we ate a week's supply, darling, for lunch. I can't describe. It was the most amazing thing ever. She gave me the most wonderful advice. She could not have been kinder. I listened to every word. And yeah. um, can you believe it in the middle of the Okavango Delta? Don't a- talk to
2: astonishing.
0: me. Astonishing. <laughs> I, I can't tell you.
2: What do you put Amazing. it down to? Fate? Oh, I
0: don't know. Serendipity, Serendipity, something extraordinary. I mean, just too wonderful for any given words. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so off we'll they went, and and then Maisie wanted to. She's an artist, and she wanted to go to Dublin, so she went there. And Emily went to, um, she went she went to university in England um, while we were um, in Bots. So there's that, my darling. I'm so sorry. I'm probably boring the crap out of you. I, I get ver- verbal diarrhea. I'm no. so sorry.
2: No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. It's re- it's really interesting. It's not every day you get to talk to someone who's had these experiences. It's um, some just absolutely remarkable events. And uh, I can tell that when you talk about it that your heart is bursting with joy at these memories and that it expanded you as a person in a way that you're profoundly sort of grateful to the universe for. Uh, uh, Am I wrong?
0: Totally. Oh no, you're you you're absolutely right, and and all of us are. And it you know, it wasn't. I mean, when I when we finally left and I um, came back to England, and you know, that was that that was the right thing to do. We, I, I did go to South Africa as well, um, um, um for various other reasons, mm. but um, it was the right thing to do. Oakley was fourteen, and he needed. You know, he was part of a, of, of a big tribe. And as they all left home, uh, it was mm. b- b- being in, in the middle of nowhere. Um, no. no, he needed to come back.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I'm really, really glad. And again, that was a decision made completely on the spur of the moment, <laughs> on the top of a bus, my darling. And, um, and it was a really good one. And I wanted to write a I, I wanted to write a book about it, and then i and I did and it, won, it was i didn't you know I wasn't happy with it and then um because when I was in Botswana, and this is something that that um i do uh, I don't talk about that much on the on the website though it is there as at because there there, when i was when I was in Bots, I was raped by three men, which was marvelous oh and that Jesus. was um and what I wrote about was the impact that that had not just on me, but on my family. And I mm. think that is, um, that's why I wrote the book. I didn't want to write a book, um, uh, sort of, you know, um, born free living in Africa, you know, right, 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 though right, inevitably, right. inevitably a lot of it is set there, though quite a lot of the book is also set in England. Um, I didn't want to write a sort of glossy, soppy book. Hmm. Um, I wanted to write about how I messed up. Um, I, I understand why I did. Um, I'm not. I'm not being um, uh, self-deprecating. What do you I had mean? post. Well, I had post-traumatic stress, and 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 you are you are broken and and yeah. uh, fragmented. Um, but what we don't do is we don't talk enough about the impact. Um, on children of living with a parent with post-traumatic stress. And that there have been studies done on, uh, on families with returning veterans, um, but not enough. Mm. And as far as I can see, very, very, very little on children living with a mother who has... Um, uh, you know, uh, who, is, who has been a victim of gender violence yeah. and I am for damn sure not alone my darling no, for sure not. No. and and I wanted to write about that um, because I think it's important and I made a lot of mistakes and I think that those are I'm sure that again I'm not alone in that but um, and I think it's important that when the healing is not only your own healing, but once you once you've healed, you then got to set about healing your children. Mm. And that's really, really, really important. Yeah. And acknowledging um, the, what they have lost, because there was this mum who was the rock of Gibraltar, who was. Yeah, broken um, and it happened you know you, you know Oakley was eight Maisie was 14 um, uh, Travis was just about to you know a few months off going to university so there were you know there were, there were very these very very important mm. developmental periods in their life um, and so what one had to do what, when I got better was to was to pick up those pieces yeah um and 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 i think that's so i wrote the book cause I, and it's it's a it's i mean i it's 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 funny i mean it's not a sort of dark tragic book by any stretch of the imagination though there are aspects of it that are bloody awful um but it's also very funny because there's a family you know it's there's family life too but it is talking about how you know that recovery is is messy Mm. um it's sisyphean it's not like they, it is in the movies when you you know you stand under a shower and you wash away all the you know it's not nothing like that it's a very it's a long messy muddly protracted process but there is full recovery and there is you know my family could not be tighter or closer mm. um but a lot had to be acknowledged along the way no. Does that make sense, yeah, darling?
2: Make, wait, do, and, and we're talking about Under the Camelthorn Tree, are we? Yeah,
0: that's yeah, right, Under the Camelthorn Tree.
2: Um, yeah, no, no, that makes perfect sense to me. I lost a, I lost my father when I was eight. So, Oh, I, sweetheart. I, well, yes, don't worry. But yes, I'm able oh, to... Oh, no, I do worry.
0: Eight well, is... Oh, darling. I
2: know. But like you said, it's developmental stages, isn't it? And it, it has impacts. And that, yes. that's, that's life. You know, you can't really legislate for that. All you can do is you know, roll with the punches and sometimes those punches knock you down for quite a while. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, it sounds like you dealt with a, a, an incredibly traumatic experience that, I mean, I, I'm only equating it to mine, which is a very different traumatic experience in that they are both trauma and yes. and learning to forgive yourself to, to 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 give yourself the green light to move on i mean there are so many different ways i could try and put it all together but
0: yes i, I think you've used i think the word forgiveness is really really um f- valuable i i do forgive myself i do not ask for their forgiveness mm. that is something um i would never ask for mm. uh, uh that is something that um um what what you that's a gift that is given mm. and that is a gift that's given when people are ready. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um and I think that um you know the things that you know you know from, from 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 losing your dad that as a as an adult man you are having to nurture that eight-year-old boy mm. and People who love you and who know you and who care about you are going to know that that eight-year-old is alive and kicking in you now mm. and that that needs to be loved and snuggled. Mm. And I think that that's the thing that um, when I recovered, I was able then to to acknowledge and address
1: mm.
0: the, the child that they were and to hold on to that in a way that I couldn't then. And you don't say to a child that you've hurt, forgive me, mm. because you don't deserve it. Now, it's a it's very, very challenging, isn't it? Because, you know, um <laughs> I I understand why I was so broken and I was so useless, at, at, but 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 that's not their job. Does that make sense to you? Am I articulating that well?
2: I I understand entirely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Their job is to be eight or whatever. Yes. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And they're all wonderful, solid, fantastic, loving, together kind good grown-ups and one of my kids said something extraordinary um and uh, and i wrote about it and he he said um i i you know i really wish that this hadn't happened to you and i wish it hadn't happened to us um but it's made me who i am today and i like who i am
2: Mm.
0: that's a big thing to say isn't it
2: yeah, it is. I mean, it, that drills down into the very nature of, of, of human essence, the problem of evil. Um, you know, the big questions in life. Um, and this show is called "The Bliss of the Abyss," so, uh, so we've you know. hit
0: a bit of we've hit a bit of an abyss, my darling.
2: <laughs> and yet, we've you can find abyss. bliss even here. I guarantee. Well,
0: you know, I think uh, I think it's a really I think it's a really interesting um, a really really interesting title. Mm. um and I, I mean i'm not being pollyanna about it i i would much rather it hadn't happened yeah I, of course i would of course. um but given that it did um it has enriched my humanity and it has made me want to reach out to other you know it, it's it's it, p- people get in touch with me because they want to mm. talk about it you mm. know mm-hmm. um
2: yeah it becomes a conduit and,
0: and it's it's a it's a is it going to i get i do get cross when people like Jermaine Greer talk about you know rape being bagged sex i could just scream i could you know i could hurl things i really 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 could that is just a useless terrible wicked 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 thing to say is that a quote um, yeah, she said that, in, you know, she, she wrote a little tiny book called On Rape, which is, I think, one of the most um, appalling, shocking book. Shocking, shocking, shocking.
2: Yes, okay. So Jermaine Greer says, most rape is just bad sex and calls for punishment to be reduced. Most rape is just lazy, just careless, insensitive. What?
0: Mm, I know. It, it, it is It is. It is shattering it's shattering and it's particularly shattering given that she was you know one of the you know one of the key feminists for goodness sake yeah. it's it's irresponsible and it's it's uh, and and another you know somebody else you know there are no degrees there are no degrees for this and um it is a very it's a very very um I was with uh, uh, again a a real super smart feminist woman, and she who described my rape, excuse me, as a "quote unquote" proper rape. What? What does she mean by that? It makes me so angry I could spit because date rape girls who have who have who have said no girls who are raped by somebody that they know girls in college these are these are real life-changing visceral experiences Mm. and it is a deep it is shocking how deeply it um it affects, it is, it is mm. profoundly, profoundly shocking when your power is removed. Mm. And the thing that is um, very challenging is that, you know, it happens in your vagina and this is a source of joy and pleasure and love and fun and where you can you know, where your babies are out mm. of which your babies are born and, and you are disempowered. So it becomes caught up in that story, in the story of your body. And it that's what takes such a long time to disentangle and to repossess your own body and your own joy and your own power and your own sexuality. Mm. Um, and you can, but it, It's a very complicated, you know, it's going back to mycelium. It's going back to this Mm. is everything is interconnected. We, our bodies are, you know, life tells a story in our body. Mm. And that is a story that should never be told. Mm. And it's very difficult, I think, for Your generation, I am so proud of your generation. It's going to make me cry. Mm. I'm so proud of what your generation is embracing. I have no compunction about using the word feminism. I think it's a wonderful word. If you don't like the word, whatever. Um, But loving and understanding the very potential particular challenges that women deal with um and being part of it because we need you to be part of it yeah we need you to be part of the story and the resolution
2: yeah and it does look like there are some actual changes happening um, yes starting to on a on a a big scale yes and that is really promising
0: isn't it isn't it I'm, I'm, and, and, and it's your generation that is really, and, you know, my children's generation. How old are you, darling? You're very young, aren't you?
2: But a slip of a lad. I just had my birthday the other week, actually, so I am 36.
0: Darling, that is a you know that's pubescent, my angel, (laughs) because I'm I I am I am ancient. I I thought I was sixty six, but in fact I'm sixty seven. So I mean you know for fuck's sake, I I can I can't. can't, Who told you? When did you
2: find out? (laughs) No,
0: darling. I I tell you, I was thirty two twice because I'm so not interested in in age and things like that. So Mm. I forgot that I was thirty one. So I ended up being thirty two twice, and I think I was fifty six twice, and this time I've I've been sixty six twice. so the whole thing is very confusing so i am actually 67 and i had to find out had to check um because of getting vaccinated
2: oh. so there we go yes oh are you are you fully done have you got, i'm not have,
0: fully done i'll be fully done at the end of this week, the end of this go, week. at the end of this month End of this month. Yeah, because they've been a bit slow off the mark in Italy. Britain. Right, that's. But, I was um, about to
2: ask you that because obviously we, I get the, yes. the British media here, but they do. They say that the EU rollout has been sort of.
0: Yes, it, it has been quite tragically slow, but now they've really perked up, so that's mm. all all right. So, yeah. and I'm I'm you know Good. I'm a guest in somebody else's country, so I mm. am very grateful. Um, and you know, particularly now because of Brexit, like so, I'm now a proper, I'm now properly a, a resident here, and I'm on the right. the equivalent of their NHS and everything. Brilliant. Um, so Brilliant. you know, thank you, Italy, is what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I love
2: Italy, and I, I wonder oh, if, I love it. if this is a leap. Tell me, but I, I just, I put myself in your shoes, um, mm-hmm. having brought up your children, and then deciding you have to move back. Um, and it's you know you he's 14 he goes to England and I, I can just imagine you sort of after a while being in England thinking this is too it's too different from from what my life was like before Yeah, it's not- I I
0: I I needed to I, I love the adventure of reinvention and mm. I love arriving in a new place mm. and not knowing anybody and making a home and building a life. And I've built a life here and I adore it. I've been here for five years. I thought that I was going to be here for six months um, and I'm five years later. And I love it to pieces. Hmm. I found a flat. I was walking across the embankment bridge. I saw something uh, pinged up on my phone. And by the time I'd got to the other side of the bridge, I had... Um, said I'm going to have this flat sight unseen. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Arrived here, looked at one look at it, and said, Yo, oh, yes, I'm going to sign for a year." And now I, as I, I've signed for another four, I, I, it is heaven. Mm. It is heaven. I love it, and I'm overlooking the River Tiber. And the people here are fantastic. And you know, it's bureaucratically it's a nightmare. But if you've lived in Botswana um you know oh my god it's a terrible oh my you know you have to wait for six 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 or seven weeks and you go darling i've waited six or seven months for you know things so really i'm fine
2: (laughs) (laughs) so the pace the pace of life italy suits you
0: oh down to the ground Mm. and 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 they don't think i'm barking because you can you you can be very emotional here, and you can look at something that's really beautiful and I burst into tears, and you turn around. And there's somebody else sobbing beside you. It's that's that's how it all works, and I love I love that. And there was a sweet thing when when at the end of the pandemic, the last when I said the end sorry, end of the first really tragic. Mm. Lockdown. Being part of Rome there was an extraordinary experience. I'm not going to talk anymore because you're you know you're 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 going to be losing all your l- listeners and I can't stand it. I'm so sorry.
1: Well,
2: I don't. But, I do know. I mean, you're, it's the, you're I, the first Roman that we've had on the podcast. I, it was
0: it was extraordinary. It was like being back in medieval Rome um, because it was totally empty and you were walking down the little cobbled streets and there's another person in the middle distance and you cross oh. over and it's like being in pl- plague Rome yeah.
1: um, and
0: anyway when that lockdown when we were released from that lockdown I went off to my little local ge- gelato shop because I'm passionate about gelato and this man saw me and he went gelato and he and I and I rushed off with him and I pointed him to the right, right direction. You've never seen anybody happier in, in his It was so sweet. It was such a lovely moment. Oh so sweet.
2: Amazing.
0: Anyway, darling. I have had a really happy time with you. You're lovely. You really are.
2: Thank you, Kate. This has been a, honestly, it's been such a beautiful chat and thank you for sharing everything with me. I, I mean, well, I, I couldn't ask for more. it been wonderful. Th-
0: thank you very much indeed. And if you ever in Rome, look me up and it'll be <laughs> lovely to show you around.
2: I shall do. Okay, great.
0: Right. Thank you so much. All right, Bye-bye,
1: Bye-bye, Bye. 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 bye.
2: thanks for listening to the show if you've enjoyed it please give us five stars and consider becoming a subscriber and maybe even supporting us on patreon really 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 helps me continue making this show many many thanks to nil tennis steer for the amazing music and to dave fox for the cool artwork please keep coming back every week for more bliss of the abyss